Hey, my name is Alex Safranis, and this is Marketing Times Analytics. I'm sitting down here with Sid today, and we're going to talk about how early work experiences shaped our careers in the marketing uh, world, in the marketing career field. So, Sid, do you want to introduce yourself and give us a little bit of background? Yeah, thanks for having me back, Alex. Um, I am really, in a, in a nutshell, a marketing, healthcare, and technology nerd. Um, currently working at a health insurance kind of B2B company and uh, writing in my spare time. Yeah. Um, so what was your first job, Sid? And how did it, what was kind of your career path to get where you are now? Sure. So um, I, I'll start with my first internship. I mean, I think, you know, when I talk about early job experiences, I even mean all the way back to like the high school and college jobs as a waiter. But um, to, to think about something that was more recent, um, I started off as a B2B marketing intern at a company called RippleShot. Uh, it was a predictive analytics startup working in cybersecurity. And let's just say I didn't know what any of those words meant, and I still don't necessarily know what all of them <laughs> mean. Um, but what I learned in that job, you know, I kind of got to be a jack of all trades and kind of just you know, be that tool, toolbox in the tool shed, you know, whether it was setting up email drip campaigns, marketing automation with HubSpot, um, writing a lot of blogs, writing a lot of white papers, product user guides. I kind of got to get a taste for a little bit of everything. Um, but I, I feel like what I really learned there and when I look back and reflect on the experience was I love writing. You know, at such an early age, I figured out what I wanted, but then I took all these different nosedives in different areas of marketing, and that was great, and I'm really glad I did it. But um, when it comes back to like having that you know existential crisis, it's like, what am I, and what am I actually good at? You know, when you're writing the business plan and it's just kind of waiting for you. Um, what I realized was that the writing and the research and doing that was what you know really was uh, my passion and interest, and still is. So when did you know that, that that writing was your passion and interest? Did you know it right away or is it in retrospect that you're seeing that? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I think it's really in retrospect now because, you know, I've been doing it on the side forever, but like it's almost that little thing that's happening that I don't even think of as a uh passion or pursuit is just, you know, something I've been doing somehow. And I've scratched the itch in so many different ways, but like now it's, now I've noticed that all my early experiences, whether that was as a waiter, you know, just listening to conversations, building contacts, trying to be a conversationalist, trying to tell stories, all of that fused into what I am today. And um, I think I really only learned that recently. And that's when I started to really double down on that piece of um, the puzzle and, and really start to enjoy that, that portion of um, marketing as a whole that I thought I was best at and most, and more importantly, you know, loved the most. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, I had sort of a similar path, but it was more in the analytics realm. I started actually in a more sales position and that I quickly learned that sales wasn't exactly for me. Um, I had better luck uh, more internally, having discussions, trying to be a fly on the wall with conversations. Um, that was more my speed. And so my first internship was in sales, but I was labeled a process analyst. And, and even though I was only 18, um, I was in this unpaid internship. Um, by 19, I was able to get um, another internship at a, at a rising startup uh, doing data analytics. And that was my kind of break. 
So after that, I got another internship, um, third one with a Fortune 500 company in space an- analysis, um, which is you know for a retail store where you put items based on analytics and what sells in that area. Um, and then after that, I did another analytics internship, um, more marketing, more general marketing though. Um, and then after that, I went into risk. Risk uh, and uh, security auditing, um, which was really not for me. I tried it because it seemed cool, and and I was still in college, and I thought, you know, why not try this? Um, but in retrospect, it was a deviation from what had been working, and and I think that it it sometimes it's kind of it's risky, right? So sometimes it ends up for the better, especially if you're unhappy with where you are. But in my case, I was really happy, and. Um, the the risk probably wasn't worth the reward, and maybe I should have maybe taken a break and done other stuff or whatever. But yeah, it, it, I, um, I I realized in retrospect that it was clearly data analysis and marketing that I was most interested in. And then actually, when I got my first job, I started in consulting, which is weird because I had done really no consulting besides the last internship I had, which wasn't really a good fit. So. Um, it was kind of weird to start there, but then I eventually navigated my way back to data analysis and marketing, and that's where I found sort of my dream position. And it's so clear in retrospect uh, that I should have probably started there, but um, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. To me, I, I definitely agree with that. It's kind of like once you see it, you just kind of hit yourself over the head. Like that's what it was all along, right? All those early experiences led you to this moment and not like in the way that it defines you, but it just revealed possible, you know, your potential interests and your future career pursuits. But, um, one thing that I, I clung on to here, like you mentioned kind of these detours, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you know, on the way you said, uh, the sales kind of job, the consulting roles and, you know, to your point, like, you know, those jobs probably didn't get you you know, more involved in data analytics, but probably provided you a lot of clarity, right? Like mm-hmm. this is not what I want to do. Or even I wonder, and, and maybe you can speak to this more like in those roles did you start to find the analytical pieces and Mm. try to like harp on those and you know even that in some ways would probably provide those context clues or you know into what you want or doing now (laughs) yeah definitely i think that my favorite internship was also the thing that i'm doing now there you go like the the one i had five and the one that where i was doing a data analysis um, and trying to solve a complex, pr- big problem um, using data, that was my favorite by far. And I think it's no coincidence that that's where I ended up. And it wasn't even on purpose. And, it, um, and, and honestly, I didn't even realize at the time how special it was, you know, because I just, I kept doing other experiences and just trying out a bunch of stuff. I didn't really know that I got it. I didn't know that I had found that thing. Um, at the moment. So it, it's a really difficult thing. So I, I think that deviating is actually really important because then you can see like how else it could be and you get a sort of reference point for your experience. So that is that is one argument for why you should kind of get out there and try things even though it might not seem like the perfect fit. Just try to see like what, what do you not like about it um, or just generally do not like this experience and try to pivot from there. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And and it almost makes me think about, I don't, I don't know if you had any of these, but like even earlier, right? Going back, like 
maybe pre-grad or just post-grad, you know, like looking at jobs, like being a waiter, uh, being a babysitter, being a marketing intern. Some of those um, experiences are, to me, were also defining when I actually did that audit and like looked back, you know, being a babysitter or lemonade stand owner, you know, Mm -hmm. you're doing some of those people analytics. You're trying to understand how do you work with people? How do you establish the process? How do you establish technology after, you know, like all of that, to me, all those, you know, transformative kind of years and time spent, like started to pave the way towards a, a more foundational approach, right? Mm-hmm. That like, now I know I want to do this and this is what I enjoy and I can specialize this way. Like, it's an interesting thought. I, yeah. I don't know if you've had any of those types of things. Yeah, thinking back on it, I actually was really into film when I was in high school. Like, I loved making movies and I had a filmmaking club and I was just known as the guy who makes movies and totally not in into really business. In fact, when I got into college, I got into the film program. That was my major for the first two quarters or so um, of freshman year. And then I switched to business because I figured there just wasn't enough. Uh, I, w- I figured I wasn't good enough in <laughs> in film to really make a lot of money in it. Um, so I switched to business because it seemed more more, you know, more more of an opportunity, more of a big you know playing field for me. So um, I switched into marketing, which was pretty close, and you know I just found love there. And in my current job, the closest like connection I can draw is visualization. So I would love to make really really pleasurable or like exciting ads and things that you want to look at, and they just look really cool and they make you excited. And I try to inspire the same thing in the dashboards I make. And I think that that is kind of what the um, the connection would be is, is I do really like creating something that other people like to look at and like to uh, and, and kind of get excitement from using um, and not just a utilitarian uh, dashboard, but something that um, is also a pleasure to use. Yeah, that's that's such a good thread to draw, right? Like, yeah, filmmaking kind of leads to you, you know, maybe it's the sub-segment of analytics where it's marketing and being able to, like you kind of said, you know, tell a story with data and kind of put all those pieces together. To me, tons of analogies to filmmaking. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's a great point. You know, it's not just about jobs. It's really any early experiences that like start to um, really provoke those thoughts, right? Like, how do you do this and then it creates that curiosity that you then take on to your workforce. Like I remember, I don't know, when I was younger, I was always so curious, like, where do all these research things come from? Like as an intern, mm-hmm. I was like, where do all these points come from? I seriously had no clue. And I was like, where do I get this information? So like I would start to slowly dig for that kind of stuff. Like how is marketing done? How do these ads work? Mm-hmm. And it was funny that right right after college, like, you know, was not necessarily my dream job. I thought I was gonna go into consulting. But then I quickly found out this was the best job I could possibly get. Like, mm-hmm. to me, that was a really encouraging thing. Like, I wasn't getting paid what I wanted, but that didn't matter. Like, I learned the skills that I think are still coming with me today. Like, what am I, three or four years out of college? Like, and that was a position in market research as like a first at a CPG kind of, it's just an agency that did CPG and then later on their healthcare side. And that was just fascinating to me. And when I think back at like, all came from those, you know, times either, I don't know, I was, I was at the mall and wondering where this ad came from or like what made this come to life? You know, I was so curious. And um, 
I, I think that's that's kind of the gist of it, right? Like yeah. we're, we're trying to find what's our true selves and like what do we, what's going to keep us, you know, what, what would we do for free almost, right? If we yeah. had to work and do for free, you know, whatever, it might be cliche, but I think that's an important uh, criteria to judge what you're going to do next. I've always loved ads ever since I watched Mad Men probably for the first time. I've just lo- fell in love with the entire industry of kind of trying to put emotions in a bottle and 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 just the um economy of that and it, it's really interesting to see and there's like a it's magical in a sense there's a there's an element of magic across marketing and and especially advertising um and and I think that if you if you find yourself loving really good ads then then this is definitely an industry that you would probably enjoy because um, that's one of the primary uh, skills is understanding that you're creating something that will inspire an emotion in somebody that will convey a certain message. And if you feel the message that ads can send to you, then that's a really good baseline. A lot of people hate marketing. A lot of people hate advertising they're probably not the people who should get into it. Um, or maybe they are, I don't know. I, sometimes, <laughs> I, sometimes I feel like a sucker, you know, like I, I love ads and sometimes I respond to ads and I probably shouldn't. Um, but I just kind of let it happen. I don't know. Maybe that's for better or for worse, I guess. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. It's like, uh, what's the outsider's perspective? You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I like that. It's an interesting. Uh, first of all, it's a very well articulated way of talking about ads. Like in a way they're just emotional exchanges, right? Like we're having with our audience, like a conversation. Um, and where was I going with this? Um, yeah, the outsider's perspective. <laughs> so I think that's an important um, lens to bring some of this stuff through too. You know, like when I came to healthcare, I was really a marketing person, right? CPG guy, market research guy. At healthcare, you know, we're finding out every day that like market research is one of the biggest pain points. You know, people do not, whether it's insurance, I mean, technology is doing pretty well in this, but like insurance and literally healthcare, you know, providers, whoever else that might be in the ecosystem, like they do not have a necessarily great understanding of the customer because there's so many different services, right? Within 10 minutes, you're either in the doctor's office or on some app or something. And like, we don't really understand those activities people are doing. It's a very black box kind of area. And um, I think that's part of it too. You know, the curiosity on my end was probably warranted because no one probably knew at that time. And now there's structure coming in place there. So like, it's interesting how like, you know, those those questions that are in the back of our minds just somehow do manifest in the real world. And, you know, sometimes when you're a kid, you probably have the most intuitive lens to look at versus, you know, one that's jaded and mm-hmm. worn through a few years. Yeah, there's definitely a childlike curiosity when it comes to those new ideas that really make an experience so much better. You know, so much of marketing is about the user experience, like you mentioned. You know, going to an Apple store for whatever you need to do is probably going to be one of the most seamless experiences you ever have as a consumer. They have their customer experience built out better than any company I've ever seen. And it's not by surprise. I mean, they, they're really, really focused on their brand and on their marketing and their user experience. I mean, they must have the best, some of the best marketers in the world there. Um, and so, so that, you know, and I remember just growing up and watching the ads for Apple and the I'm a Mac and I'm a PC ads and 
Um, all of I remember when they were releasing their products, how exciting they would be, um, you know, and and they really got out of the box when it came, you know, to this uh, really corporate company, but with a really exciting down to earth message, um, or at least it felt down to earth. It might that might be a little bit elitist to, to say, it, but in a in a sense, it, it felt very like connect like I could connect with it um you know I really I really liked all of their ads um and and so yeah that that kind of thing is is at the core I think of a lot of marketers is an appreciation for um for really quality advertising really good great user experiences so um that is definitely something that I have always appreciated. And so if, if the, you're listening and, and you're not in marketing, but this sort of resonates with you, um, you know, and, and you find yourself thinking about how, like, wow, like I, I walked into the Apple store and like within two minutes, I had exactly what I needed. I, you know, they maybe had my card on file. I just, you know, walked in, picked it up and left. And that was like really easy or like maybe it was even easier. And I just pulled up and they gave it to me and I drove away and it's like, wow, like that was like so much better than going to a traditional store and um, having to walk in or whatever. So if you find yourself energized by that kind of stuff, that is definitely um, an indicator that you would probably enjoy marketing. Yeah, it's it's under wanting to understand the human condition. You said it so well, like I think those people are like they just you know, do stuff outside of marketing, right? They they live their lives and they try to understand what's tick, what makes humans tick. Um, that's, to me, that's a study, right? Consumer research, data analytics, all that. It's like, what is going on on the boots? And to me, like one thought, closing thought I was thinking about when you're talking about it, it's like, you know, just the idea of like, keep it simple, you know? And, and when you think about it, like all these things, it's like, the customer service right like that's just if that keeps you up at night you're very interested you're the one who's leaving reviews for these guys and always like delighted by those kind of experiences there's a good chance you would succeed in that kind of role right Mm -hmm. defining those and developing those types of experiences for others and to keep it like really on the ground i think of like even the conversation with connor earlier shout out to connor like i like that he's just asked you know what would you think of this kind of product you're probably the right user as a market research person like can you give me a very general walkthrough of how you would evaluate those tools like I think we could do such a better job of like just tapping the neighbor or the buddy next to us and asking them for honest feedback that's how you get human insight versus you know just surveys of a thousand plus people yeah you know you have to look at all the lenses surveys are tough I never liked surveys because (laughs) there's so many kinds of bias in them and I guess there is like a you know professionals who do it right but it it always seems yeah that's and that's you probably um it, the thing is it's it's tough to nail it with a survey because um you know even take polling of conservatives and uh li- liberals a lot of um conservatives will hide being conservative so they're underrepresented and so it doesn't matter how you poll i mean you could try to make up for it um, but it, but it, there's so many factors like that when you're polling for any number of things um, that it's really difficult to really get the idea of you know what to do next. And if you asked Henry Ford, he would say if people wanted or if I had asked people what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse. Um, so people don't exactly know what they want. And that is kind of like the magic piece of marketing is you have to create the future and and have and you have to be creative and think out of the box because 
what worked before is not necessarily what's going to work next. You have to predict and to anticipate where the world is going. And marketing really does help with that study. Um, and it's not just interviewing people, although that's really, really important, especially for the customer experience. Um, it's you're trailblazing in marketing and you're figuring out what the next f- exciting idea is going to be. I, I totally agree. Like creativity and even intuition, like that's not going to happen with just surveys, right? Staring at survey data isn't going to get you that answer. It's it's matching it with the qualitative stuff, and and not to like discredit surveys. Yes, there's bias, and I think it's actually people like the job. The reason we have jobs, right, is like for us to be able to question that kind of data and say like where is it coming from. I think that was what made market research such a foundational uh, kind of path in my career, and probably data analytics for you um, was that like you got to start questioning those because you understand like, hey, where was the survey recruited? Who was the sample size? Like how, what's the methodology here? Where are we getting these insights from? Can we trust them? Mm -hmm. And the answer is most likely probably never, right? Like you need the context to match it. Mm -hmm. You need to, and and the one thing I think of is like the three layers of it, right? Like there's self-reported information, there's observed, and then there's like confirmed. And all of those, you know, stack up to a better customer profile. But um, yeah, to your point, like a lot of, a lot of, marketing's job is to get that right and through you know whatever lens is necessary it's not just a one survey it's not just one data point right it's it's a little bit of everything and yeah. uh, I, I, th- I think you said it really well thanks Sid this has been really interesting um, let's close out with just some tips for people who might be considering getting into marketing and maybe marketing analytics um, they might have had an internship or so what would you say, like how, how should they structure the rest of their maybe college experience and, and their job search? Yeah, sure. I mean, um, the biggest thing I would say is like, you know, some of the things I recommend is start posting, start talking to your network like consistently, right? Not just when you get a job or sorry, when you're looking for a job, like while you have a job, have a few conversations a week. You know, it doesn't have to be extensive, but like find the people who want to do what, what are doing what you want to do and and help, you know, try to figure out a way to learn what they're up to. Mm-hmm. Um I think jobs like, you know, market research and data analytics sometimes don't come off as very sexy. And that's just my own hot take. But like, I think those are the most important. Like if you want to get into consulting, something like market research, I think is huge. Like you can go into a room and say, I'm a critical thinker. I know how to question this kind of stuff and come up with a real understanding of who the customer is. Like that kind of stuff might not seem pretty right away because you're doing some of the grunt work. But like, that's to me the most important like you get to see the mechanics of how this data is collected not just looking at it and i feel like that's a big gap in a lot of uh, what's going on today like i you know i've worked in agencies now and a few other places like people take those you know data points for gospel or like whatever you might say and that becomes a huge you know that's a that's a big warning sign to me so i think the people especially early on in your career if you can get some of that it's huge Wow, those were not tips. Those were my point of view. <laughs> no, but that's those are those are good tips. Um, I would say, in addition to that, um, you you mentioned you know talking to your network. I think that's super valuable, and I think more important than talking to your network is listening to your network. Yes. Because I remember when I was uh, going to be a consultant, I interviewed with a bunch of consultants. I actually interviewed them. Like I would I would call them. I'd be like, I'd love to set up some time and ask you about your job. And obviously, I was also asking how to get their job. You know, is that the company I wanted to work at? So I was asking them tips for the interview and stuff like that. But I also I was also asking, like, does somebody like me seem like they would fit? And what you know, what do you love about your job? And what do you hate about your job? 
And a lot of them suggested I don't go into it, actually. So a lot of consultants, they're like, why do you want to go into consulting? Like, <laughs> you're young, you know, you, you should try an internal role or something like that. Um, and I didn't have a very good answer. I was very arrogant and I was like, okay, well, it's tough. So I'm going to, I'm going to do it and I'm going to be great at it, you know, just because, you know, other people aren't great at it maybe, you know, and and I'm just going to push it. And that was not the right attitude. I should have listened, uh, when, when they were all saying, you know, it's really tough. Maybe don't start in it. Maybe wait a few years. Um, you know, that, and, and so much more important than talking to your network would be listening and making sure that um, you're taking their advice. And, um, you know, people really, people care about you more than you think. You, if, so if you're talking to somebody on the phone, like, and, and they give you advice on if you should do something or shouldn't do something, like actually take that into account. Because if they're actually hopping on the phone with you, they probably want to help you. They probably do want to um, give you sound advice. They're, they're not just going to like hop on the phone to ruin somebody's life. Like that's, <laughs> nobody's doing that. Um, th- these people, there's a lot of people out there, myself and Sid included, who I love when people reach out to me and ask for career advice. I'd probably take a one call a week at least just helping people um, with advice and uh, and whatever. So um, resumes and stuff like that, like I'm, I'm always happy to help and, and it's genuine. And so whenever somebody offers to help you, take that help and um, and really listen to it. Don't think that you're smarter and that you can do it yourself. You probably don't know what you're talking about if you're really young, um, especially in college, uh, if you've had internships. So listen to the people who are in the real world, so, so to speak, and um, and let them guide you. Let them guide you. Um, that would be my biggest advice if, you, if you're trying to kind of figure out what your next moves are. Um, definitely follow your gut, but also follow the mentors and the people that care about you that, that want you to succeed. I agree. Yeah, you got to give people the benefit of the doubt. And I'm sure we'll talk on this soon. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Sid. I really appreciate your time. Thanks, Alex. And I appreciate all the listeners. Um, hoping to do part three soon. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week.